Everybody, Cable Smith, welcoming each and every one of you into episode 116 of Justified Pursuit. Riding shotgun, as always, usually he's the good counselor. Today he's the good curmudgeon. It's a little grumpier every week, it seems. Chisholm Cook, always a pleasure, my friend. Are you sure? Is it always I'm, a pleasure. I'm, I'm you always have criticism upon criticism. My mood is not right. My technology is not right. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I'm more concerned about your technology than your mood, uh, to be frank, because we have to have a, you know, professional quality production here. Ish. Ish, yes. Uh, also, I don't know if you saw this. Let me check real fast. But uh, thanks to listener Mickey and my good friend, because I think he got us back on the Spotify's, dude. Really? Yeah. Let me let me just pull it up. They came over and ate dinner on Friday, and he was like, "Let me see your stuff." And uh, does he do back? Like IIT ish stuff? Like what? What is? Yeah, way smarter with IT stuff than you or I, obviously. Justified pursuit. No hot dog. Sure enough, all the way to one fifteen. Wow. He did it in like five minutes. Yeah. Boy, I hate being so dumb. <laughs> I've thought about that a fair bit in the last uh, year-ish. This uh-huh. idea that uh, you know, we we were we are that exact generation where we weren't born into the technological era, mm-hmm. but we were sort of our formative years were as it was really rising, and so it would have been a really good idea to pay a little bit more attention to programming and website building and that sort of stuff when I was still uh when my brain was still flexible enough to learn it. Yeah. My wife has been taking a crash course in all of these things. Uh she did this photo shoot on Friday evening. There's a, a couple of ladies from our church that have a they, they have a fashion brand. Mm-hmm. It's like a faith-based fashion brand called His His Apparel Company, His Company. Uh, so she, they asked her to come shoot it and, uh, like they had a runway set up and everything at this venue here in our area. And, uh, so she came back and was showing me the pictures and I mean, they looked, she did a great job. She mentioned how they they didn't pay her for this. It was a, you know, she was willing to do it for the exposure and to help out some ladies from the church. But, you know, there Mm -hmm. was two other like local fashion apparel companies and then like three other kind of local vendors selling different stuff. <clears throat> and so she could like get good branding shots of it all. And we were talking about how, you know, they, they didn't pay you. There's no contract. So you have every right to just reach out to all those different vendors and be like, here's some shots I got for you. Would love to do some more branding photography for you. Cause she's doing some of that now. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was like, you know, what's really cool is she says she embeds the, 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 the digital files with metadata that tags her, like website and all this stuff. So anybody who puts that stuff out there, there's like search engine optimization built into her images. I was like, wow, oh, it's cool. Yeah. This is all yeah, we are dumb. We're real out. dumb. Yeah, we're really, really dumb. I know how to do audio stuff because that's what they <laughs> taught me in college. Uh, right. My very illustrious college career. Spanning, Long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thorough. It was a thorough career. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but as far as like that coding and stuff, uh, it's all Greek to me. Um, Thank you, Mickey. That's awesome. Yeah, we appreciate it. When did you do that? Because I definitely Friday night. It. Okay. Yeah, we uh, ate pizza and then he fixed that. Like lickety cool. split. Yeah. Uh, so I want to hear about your weekend. But first, we have this group text going on. We have this really difficult decision to make on our soccer team, our over thirty old men's team. We have decided to old yeller two guys off the roster. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, it's been y'all are pretty competitive. It sounds like. Well, the league's getting younger, and these two guys are. It's like um, it's like playing a man down if they're on the field. They can't be on the field at the same time. We had two games last week. One was a makeup from the ice storm. And I have also figured out that I can only play one game a week physically. Like it takes me three or four days to recover. So we played our Monday night game. And then our makeup game was on Thursday. On Friday morning, dude, I was walking like a duck waddling around because my back was so jacked up. And I hadn't hung on the inversion table in six, eight months and spent quite a bit of time hanging upside down this weekend. But yeah, it's it's, it's hard, hard because these two guys have been on the team longer than me. They were there when I joined, but um, we just, I don't know. We told them, we told one of them like a couple seasons ago, we thought we were, we were joking. Um, And they know that there's a group text that they're not on because people oh, let it slip. <laughs> 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 so I have been tasked with telling one of them, the older guy, uh, that he's this, the playoffs start today. We have a playoff game. And then after the game, when we're drinking beer, it's my job to say, Hey buddy, it's been a good run, uh, but it's time for you to look at the over 40 league because we're still playing over 30. So you'd be a real good fit there, but yeah. Tough times, tough times. Yeah, that's a, it's a tough one. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I get it. There's this uh, old liberal part of me that still won't die that thinks, man, you guys are so competitive. Why can't you just let these guys play and I'll be friends and pick your L? And there's this more realistic side of me that's like, yeah, probably time to put them out to pasture. Let them find a senior league to play in or whatever they need. We don't, yeah, because we don't play to just take the L. So. Is it is it a skill set issue or a age and conditioning issue? One guys? is younger, and he runs marathons, but he's just um, not a good player. Yeah, he tries hard. Um, love the guy, and then the other one's just old as dirt, and just can't. He just can't hack it. Like the other team looks at him if he's trying to defend him, and they just lick their chops and go right past him. <laughs> like. Olay defense, Matador, just bye. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. So, anyway, we have to have that tough conversation. Since we're recording on a Monday, when do you want to release this? Do you want to stick to Thursday or do you want to just, because I'm going to be out of town? Yeah. We seem to be in a groove. Um, I can either, in there a setting where you can, I, like, I'll auto, set it up. Yeah. 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 To auto so go. Cause I've noticed the last two weeks our numbers are back up over like 180 again. So I think yeah. it's got something to do with, Sure, it's helping that we've. That's been only going to go up exponentially now that we're on the Spotify's. I don't know if I'd get excited about exponential, but mm-hmm. you know, I think more people listen on Spotify than they do Apple Podcasts. So. There's no way that's true. You don't think? No, no. Huh. To pay for Spotify. I mean, the only reason Spotify podcasts are even a thing is because of Joe. Mm, that's not really true. I mean, people were listening to Spotify before Joe from podcasts. I don't think they were listening to podcasts there so much. Mine's been on Spotify for over a decade. Yeah, but you have one of those stupid Galaxy phones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Either way, Mickey did us a super solid. I'm the guy that ruins the family text chain because I'm the only one that's holding out. Which is almost yep. like a badge of honor at this point. I'm not changing. Um, what did you I think? think? That last episode might have been our high watermark, honestly, uh, in terms of downloads, which is funny because I talked about seeing aliens at our ranch. <laughs> So we'll see what this next week looks like. I, yeah. bet that'll, I bet it got people excited. And so what did you think? Um, I know you probably went back and listened to the conversation with Mark Ivanio of Republicans for National Renewal since you had to check out for real life work. Yeah. What did you think of that? Good. And yeah, he was interesting. I didn't realize y'all knew each other. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I remember you mentioning that he y'all had on a hunt together or whatever so yeah but i didn't know anything about what he did right oh really we didn't, we didn't get into that no huh. i mean i knew he was him and my cousin were are like uh, certainly interested in right-wing politics my cousin's right. the one that was like hey uh, by the way this he texted me a couple weeks ago hey this is what mark does if you want to visit with him i was like i don't know anything about that but sure sounds interesting he did skirt the issue of uh or the, the question about you know Trump or DeSantis, so they stay, they kind of stay out of the fray on that. Yeah, I can't blame him for that. I mean, yeah. it's still two years away. Right. You know? Like, 
if your mission is more like issues, then you can't back a candidate before the primaries even start, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, maybe at some point they will, but it's definitely way too early right now. Yeah. It's a great segue into Nikki Haley, though, if you want to go there. I'll Let's let you take the reins for this one. Notes on that. Okay, well, you saw Nick. You know who Nikki Haley is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For anybody who doesn't, she was uh, Georgia's South. No, I'm sorry, South Carolina's governor. Um, she was actually the governor at the time of that horrible shooting where that psychopath shot up that. I think it was uh, uh, Black Methodist Church. Yeah. Um. She promptly took the Confederate flag down after that. Was it on there? Okay. Mississippi used to have it on their flag, right? Maybe South Carolina did too. Like the corner of the flag was the Confederate flag. I don't know. I know that I've been to South Carolina and when we were in college 20 years ago, there were Confederate flags everywhere. Like that's the old South, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean the... um, is it the Citadel that's in Charleston? I think so. Charleston's a cool town. I didn't see. I went as an adult too, probably five years ago, and I didn't see the same number. Like it wasn't as as. Yeah, I think generally you see less of them. And I'm not bringing that up as any sort of criticism. It was probably a good time to retire it. Um, uh, retire, sure, but should it be illegal? Right. It was on their flag, so she changed their flag. Did you hear what I said? Should it be illegal to fly it? Uh, no, right. More than it should be illegal to burn an American flag. Um, lots of things that aren't illegal, aren't good ideas. Yeah. It was on the flag of the state of South Carolina and she took it off. So anyway, I just say that because I think that was probably what she was like most famous for at the time. And she ended up secretary. No, no, not secretary of state. She was a UN ambassador under Trump for a bit. Mm Mm-hmm. We talked about her one time, and I think that was um, really well before I had really figured out a lot about like um, globalist, deep state, cabal type stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking she sounds like a tough lady because there was this one time. There was this one time she said something. I don't even remember what the matter was when she was still UN ambassador, and then Trump like doubled back, or maybe it was through whoever was the secretary press secretary at the time the press secretary said yeah she didn't um she misspoke because she didn't like understand where we were at with it or something like that like they basically undermined her she had said something that she claimed was speaking on behalf of the administration and then the administration quickly was like yeah no nikki really she wouldn't quite she she was confused and nikki haley's response on tv was I don't get confused. I know what I was saying and I know where it was coming from, but if the administration's going in a different direction, that's fine. And I remember thinking like, Mm -hmm. yeah, there you go, girl. Right. I've since learned that she's really like a, I think she's really just a deep state, you know, uniparty, you know, military industrial complex stooge probably. Uh, But I said, I think the same thing about DeSantis. So, you know, that is what it is. I mean, she has positioned herself for a presidential run and uh, right. other headlines She's her hat in the ring. Trump might actually call on her for VP. So who knows? I don't think Trump has a chance in hell, dude. I think Trump's going to be a epic. I think, I think, I think this is going to be interesting. I have a feeling he's going to burn burn. Was that the right word? He's going to crash and burn. That's what I mean. So um, why do you think that? I mean, I, we we're both on the record of saying he's not our choice. Like, I, right. if he if he gets it, we'll vote for him. But it depends. It depends on. I think the biggest the biggest variable is how many people throw their hats in the ring. Because if you remember, and, and we talked about this, that during the Republican primary in 2016, there were like 10 people on those initial debate stages. There were like 10 candidates that went to Iowa for the caucuses. Right. Right. And even with that, he didn't actually win Iowa. Ted Cruz won Iowa, but after, but he had like his 30-something percent share. And basically the entire primary, he was getting 35% of the vote. Whether there were nine candidates or seven candidates or five candidates, he kept getting 35%. But with that many candidates, a full third, when there's four or five or six or seven other people in the race, meant he was winning, he was winning delegates, right? And he was mounting up a lead. 
So by the time it did get down to Cruz and Kasich and him, he was too far out ahead of them. And he did consolidate up to like 40-something percent. <clears throat> the point being, if it had been him against like one or two other strong candidates like a DeSantis or Haley, I don't – I think it would have been a different potentially outcome. He mm. had this base that was a, not a majority of the party. Well, and he was also bringing in voters to the party that had never voted before or had never voted Republican before or at least weren't like – regular Republican voters. They were just like, whatever, I'll vote for whoever type thing, right? So he was getting a number that was really kind of weak, but strong because of the size of the field. Sure. Right? But he, he still ends up has with the that same loyal base, man. Well, I don't know. Maybe, dude. You know? Because he there's certain things he does that are driving... Okay. I think a lot of those people probably like DeSantis. And they're not impressed with his stupid you know posting a picture of DeSantis in college with some girls at a keg party and claiming that he's grooming them and they're not impressed with him making up stupid nicknames and they're not impressed with him retconning Governor DeSantis's record on COVID and how he approached it especially when we can thank Trump for the vax mm -hmm. and that's the bottom line on that Operation Warp Speed was his baby and he still talks about it. You remember like last year when he did a rally in like Alabama and he brought up the vax and how everybody should get the vax and got booed by 50,000 people. <laughs> well, to be that's fair, that's going to be what takes him down, dude. Th so to be fair, operation warp speed wasn't a bad thing. We needed a vaccine, right? But science wasn't, I mean, it, it proved fruitile, no, but it, it's his continual promotion of it, especially now he's still promoting it. Like, I mean, within the last couple of weeks, he yeah, was promoting stupid. how what a great achievement the vax was, right? When the data really what? can't support that anymore. In fact, well, va va vaccine actually works though. These shots don't. Well, that's the other thing too, right? It wasn't a vaccine in the first place, but I'm telling you, man, DeSantis is a, is, a, is on a crusade against it, and Donald Trump is still claiming credit for it. That is going to come to a head. Well, we'll see if all of the blind, you know, supporters of Trump, if he can, if DeSantis can get <clears throat> into that pool, then maybe he has a shot. But I just fear that that he has such a rabid fan base of supporters that it might it might be uh, impossible to overcome. Well, again, I think it depends on how many people the Republican Party lets run out there. If it's three. I think his popularity, even among the original old 35% from five years ago, six years ago, has waned enough that that could he couldn't compete against those other two. Or at least it would stay close enough up to the end where, you know, when Haley and DeSantis come together, which I would bet money, I would bet at least $100 right now that it'll be DeSantis-Haley in 2024. Um, so imagine if it was three from day one, right? And maybe Trump still was getting his old 35%. And so they run neck and neck with equal thirds and, the, and they have this really tight, this is, this y'all watch all this come true. They have this really tight, uh, delegate count going into the final, you know, month of the campaign and the final 15 States or something like that. And then just like what Biden did when Buttigieg and, um, the lady from uh, Minnesota, whose name I always blank on, that apparently ate salad with a fork or with a comb. I'm sorry, used a comb as a fork mm. and yells at all her people. Uh, when I, they had like, there were like three people the Monday before Super Tuesday that backed out of the race and endorsed Biden. And then that's when Biden won South Carolina and took off and ended up winning that primary, right? If there's mm. just a few, and it's Haley, who's like the establishment choice, and and DeSantis, who's got some establishment appeal, but also overlap with Trump's anti-woke base. I think they could take him out. Now, if there's 10 people that run out there again. That's a problem. That's about, yeah, that's a problem. Where does Tim Scott fall into the picture? Um, as far as a candidate? 
or or maybe a VP candidate. I mean, let's be honest. They they the left plays off of you know tokens. Here I'm a here's the token lesbian. Here's the token black. Here's the token transgender. You know, right? Which then means the Republicans try to do the same thing for sure. Which again, that was the point about Nikki Haley that I wanted to get to. Um, I like Tim Scott. I don't know what his I like him a lot. ambitions are. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. I don't see anybody headline. talking about him interestingly enough. Do what? So I don't see anybody talking about him interestingly enough. Yeah. Well, um, he might be a great choice for a running mate. So I saw this funny headline about Haley. Um, guy's name is like Majahat, Majahat Ali, who writes for, he was on MSNBC which should say all you need to know, right? But he mm-hmm. writes for like all the leftist rags. He said something like that Nikki Haley uses her brown skin to launder white supremacist messaging on behalf of the GOP. Mm-hmm. So as usual, the left is the racist ones, right. hands down. But it's also funny because it's like, I know she, so she's, a, she's half uh, Indian heritage. Yeah. I think half. She's like the most normal looking European white lady I've ever seen. There's she's not brown. She I, I know what she looks like. She like yeah. he claims she has this brown skin that's giving her some kind of, you know, some kind of identity politics street cred on behalf of the GOP. And I'm like, her last she calls herself Haley and she's really just pretty white. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. I get what you're trying to say. Well, I get that you're trying to say it. I, I think your point is the guy's point is uh, racist. Um, like they do to Tim Scott and like they do to Clarence Thomas and like they do to that new guy from Florida. What's that house member's name? Um, that worked over Joy Reid recently. Yeah, I don't know. Doesn't matter. <clears throat> anyway, it's just funny because it's like, she's brown, dude. Anyway. All right. So, but even but more, even funnier, the doctor. Back to Nikki Haley. Yeah. That's what I'm what, about. I know. But so what, what has been all over the news has been Don, Don Lemon. <laughs> Old Donnie boy, everybody's favorite racist piece of crap on CNN. He's so terrible. Like it's it's incredible. He's he wasn't at work today, by the way. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, yeah. He had to take the day off. Yeah. Okay. Do they think that he has some appeal, or are they terrified of getting sued by a black gay man for for firing him? That it just seems to be be that, that right because his show was terrible. Its ratings were terrible. He's not talented. He's just not good at his job. He doesn't seem to be particularly bright. Mm-hmm. He's a teleprompter reader. Um, yeah, and now he's on the morning show, and all he's doing left and right is infuriating his female co-hosts. So what did he do? Well, So this is the second incident in like two weeks, right? The first... He was speaking and one of the gals tried to cut to, he was trying to cut to president Biden giving a talk or something like that. And this gal kept trying to speak over him. And so he like raged on her so hard that she was crying. And then then like, she was in a rage afterward. So he got reprimanded for that. So then last week, Nikki Haley mentioned after announcing her run that she thinks that any candidate over the age of 75 needs to go through some sort of competency test to make sure that they're up for the job. (laughs) <laughs> yeah no doubt i heard bill maher make the point don't you think every candidate should go through it and i'm like yeah that's fair um but yeah i mean obviously it's a shot at biden like, but it's like also Fetterman. oh my gosh dude there's another thing we could add to see we're gonna have a show we, we've got a show <laughs> i have oh, some yeah, clips we yeah we're, we're not scrambling here. Fetterman, dude oh wow these people what i mean like the transgender thing we've banged on since day one Seems to and be we'll bang on that like, today too. I have clips for that. Seems to be the most blatant two plus two equals four, like warping of reality. Five. It equals uh, five. Yeah, five, right. See, I can't even say it. <laughs> <laughs> that there is, and then and then they run Biden and Fetterman out there and try to make you believe that they're perfectly fine for these big, huge, important jobs. It's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, it's also an attack on Trump, Nikki Haley's thing about 75, because he will be like 78 or nine. In 2024, I think, right? He's a couple years younger than Biden. Mm-hmm. He will be 80 if he first serves another four-year term. Um, seems definitely sharper right now than Biden, who's 
I don't think I don't think Trump's lost any of his mental faculties, but he could. Yeah, I mean, I don't. He's really old. I don't need eighty-year-olds running our country. Uh, we're on the same page. I can go. I'll. I'll you can call me ageist. Uh, the The Biden experiment, I think, has proven that without you know, it's unequivocal evidence. Like, uh, yeah, but I mean, this it, is to your point about bit. Trump. At least Biden was. I mean, he was clearly suffering dementia signs years prior to this run that's why they hid him in a basement the entire time they get to use COVID as an excuse they just didn't let anybody see him yeah anyway anyway so she throws that out there and old donnie last week mr i've been hearing people call him lemon lately so is it lemon or lemon i don't know i think he's trying to trying to dress himself up a little bit and start calling himself don lemon sounds gayer i mean definitely right so it's i'm don lemon suiting but your name's um, spelled lemon dude Meanwhile, he also has a nice little uh, sexual assault case against him where he supposedly grabbed a guy by the junk in the Hamptons at a bar. Anyway, yeah, um, supposedly, allegedly. Dude, here's so, the thing. Here, how many lives do these... I'm just going to say, if you're black, you can do... You get a you get, a, uh, get out of jail free card. Whoopi, how many times has she said stupid things that if a white person said, boom, fired? Fired. Oh, yeah. Well, that that's obvious, right? Mm-hmm. that's obvious but then there's it's you know there's this hierarchy there's this hierarchy of things right of, of of these identity classes right so like generally yes black people probably lots of other non-white races can get away with saying really racist stuff but a black man gay or otherwise apparently cannot get away with saying really sexist stuff right so my bad. So you end up with this. Um, that's where the oppression Olympics come into play, right? Like, mm-hmm. if he was trans, he could probably get away with it. Like, if Don Lamont started calling himself Donna Lamont and said the same thing about Nikki Haley, he'd probably get celebrated for it. But he's a man, so that's his first. That's his first like strike, right? Right. He's black, so that picks him back up a little bit. But he's just gay, not trans, which apparently, if you ask the gay community, they're like, hey, we're under attack all of a sudden, too. Like, you know, they're trying to transition all what would be just gay kids into girls, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to look it up real quick so we can play the audio. Say something. Oh, I I have some some interesting audio and what we're talking about, the how if you are african-american you can say racist things and it's really it's fine it's no big deal it's all good let me so remember when we also say uh you know we should play our audio through the zoom instead of off of our phones but you should figure out how to do that audio do that someday it'd be awesome well you know when we have hours upon hours to dump into this show uh we will and some money money right I think that I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something not in their prime. Nikki Haley is in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What are you that's talking about? That's not according to me. Prime for what? Uh, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll say, if you look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say 20s, 30s, and 40s. I don't necessarily. 40s. Oh, I got another I'm not saying I agree with that. So I think she has to be careful about saying that, you know, politicians aren't in their prime. You need to qualify. Are you talking about prime for like childbearing or are you talking about prime for being president? The facts are Google it. Everybody at home. When is a woman in her prime? It says 20s, 30s, and 40s. And I'm just saying Nikki Haley should be careful about saying that politicians are not in their prime and they need to be in their prime when they serve because she wouldn't be in her prime according to Google or whatever it is. Um, I look, and you have to be careful because older people vote. Older people watch linear television, right? And so she has to be careful about turning off a certain constituency. All right, that's the gist of it. According to everything... It's true, <laughs> according to Google. That's where you sitting, find your knowledge. He's sitting between two middle-aged women, who, one of whom he recently made cry, saying <laughs> women are in their prime in their 20s and 30s. And they're right. like, what prime are we talking about, Don? 
I don't know. Just like Google it. <laughs> just Google it. everyone. At, and then he's like, everyone at home, he doubles down on it. Everyone at home, Google it. And you will find the truth on Google. He says, uh, he says, Nikki Haley's on her prime. I'm sorry. She's not <laughs> just as gay as he possibly could. And he, I wish you could see the video, but he's sitting there with his hands on his, he's sitting with his hands on his hips and his elbows out while he's making this point and he's kind of, you know, being real flamboyant about it. It's like, are, do you really like, are you so dumb? You don't know what you're referring to, dude. Yeah. That's okay. Funny. That's amazing. Sure. A woman is in her prime in her twenties, thirties and you know, in, into her forties these days physically, but certainly there's no indication that a woman's competency and mental, you know, capabilities and cognition <laughs> you know, in fact, from a that standpoint, they're probably in their prime far, far later than men with all the I dumb wonder, things we do to damage our brains. In 2016, if he <clears> said <throat> that Hillary was past her prime, of course he didn't. Good point. Yeah, no, uh, no, which she was because she would like you know fall down just randomly and you know. But has she ever fallen up the stairs three times? Like by no. that's something that's sort of a, a magic trick. I was going to say something only aliens do, but, you know, um, if there are aliens among us, I would say Hillary Clinton's definitely one. <clears throat> yeah, so so now Donnie's in trouble um, for being super sexist. Um, underst- it was just so ridiculous, dude. Yeah. Like, it makes you wonder, is he trying to get them to fire him and pay him off? Um, is just he just an it. idiot? Uh, Adam Curry, his take is, this is brilliant marketing, like, Everybody will tune in to the next episode of that stupid show just to see what see what old Donnie Lemon is going to say next. Yeah, uh, but then he was off today. So yeah, that's like uh, an informal suspension. Like, hey, dude, get your act together. What are you doing? Right. Maybe he does want to get fired. Maybe he's like, this this sucks. My show sucks. I suck. Take my money and go to an island somewhere and have. Nah, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Cool. Appreciate the restraint. <laughs> Everybody knows. Everybody knows. <laughs> butt stuff. <clears throat> yeah, butt stuff. Um, so, Georgia State Senator Emmanuel Jones, you want to go there? I don't know anything about this. Well, if I do, I really forgot. I'm going to play the audio, and then you you can just cringe away because it's certainly cringeworthy, and then we'll I'll tell you, give you the context, but I want to get your initial reaction here. We cannot avoid that conversation, so I'm not going to avoid it either. In the black community, we have uh, an expression, and I don't want to use this label too deeply here because I'm just trying to tell you what we have in African-American community. When we talk about a person of color that goes back historically to days of slavery and that person betraying his own community, we have a term in the black community. That term that we use is called uh, Uncle Tom. And Uncle Tom is a either a fictional or non-fictional character. I don't really know the origin of Uncle Tom, but it talks Google about it. a person who back during the days of slavery sold his soul to the slave masters. So that is Georgia State Senator Emanuel Jones giving his take on why they should not erect a statue of the Honorable Clarence Thomas in Georgia. Because he is, uh, he said, I'm not going to call him an Uncle Tom, but we have this term called Uncle Tom. And I'm just saying, uh, without saying that uh, Clarence is an Uncle Tom. (laughs) Yeah, I love the fact that he's like, I don't really know where it comes from. Uh When I remember an episode of this show where you threw out there Harriet Beecher Stowe and Uncle Tom's Cabin, right? And yeah. Yeah, so uh, I had heard that. Um, yeah. Uh, you know what's really funny? I, I would love to ask somebody that might know. Like, first of all, I would love to know among black Americans how universal is the hatred of Clarence Thomas? Uh, you know, the leftists will definitely make it seem as though he's, well, they call him an Uncle Tom, so there you go. Again, Who's the racist? Um, but then, so like, I'll just assume that maybe it's a majority. 
what has he said and done that causes that? Like, uh, point me to a case that causes him to be labeled quote Uncle Tom. Like, he's a hardcore, you know, constitutionalist. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't think off the top of my head of any time he's issued an opinion that was extremely you know, harmful to the black community that I can think of. Um, that being said, I do think he maybe his question like equal opportunity and that sort of thing. So maybe there's stuff. I don't know. <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. It's funny. Cringe. Yep. Um, interesting side note from this weekend. My brother and I went to a uh, country concert on Saturday night. My youngest Which brother. brother. Youngest brother. And so we get to talking about the, the spy balloons and how, you know, whatever it was. But the interesting thing was, dude, he believed, and he brought this up, like, well, it happened three times under Trump, and he didn't do anything. <laughs> he said, according to the Pentagon, and I was like, yeah, like, the Pentagon didn't just make that up. I said, didn't, did you not hear where, like, uh, what was it, who was it that came out and said that did not happen? It is- Three people. It was right. Mike Pompeo, who was Secretary of State mm-hmm. the last term or last of the last year or two. It was um, John Radcliffe, who was the Director of National Intelligence, and um, the warmongering guy with the big handlebar mustache, whose name I forgot the other day when we talked about this, and I'm forgetting again. Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, I told him that I told him, you know. <laughs> basically a recap of of our conversation and like hey these these dudes came out immediately and said that that didn't happen he's like well send me the link i'd like to read yeah it. and then the administration said that it wasn't even known until somehow now did you point right. that out yeah like no i didn't figured i should have out just oh yeah it's the best i mean it's but, like the slam dunk I, like they they said like, they weren't observed then that but somehow we had this like rearview mirror we were able to look in yeah I was like, that's pretty dumb, even for you. But, you know, <clears throat> sorry, buddy, if you're listening. But you can't just believe everything that they tell you because they told you to believe it. It's true because we told you. And also, you could just look on Google. Yeah, dude. Uh, hey, today's President's Day. And your president, Chisholm, is in the Ukraine promising more money. Yeah. That's what your president's doing today. Yeah. Which also... I know. My brother still is under the opinion that we, you know, the Ukraine is doing us a favor by fighting a war that we don't want to fight. So that's, I mean, that's the mentality there. Like, hey, they're weakening Russia, and yeah, it's costing us money, but it's a lot less than if we actually have to fight Russia. Read a book, dude. Start with 1984. Read it. Open your mind a little bit. Maybe take some mushrooms. See if that helps. <laughs> but that's just a microcosm of society and people that just eat that stuff up, like. Going back, I mean, going back to the, I mean, the very, it wasn't even transparent. We got caught with our pants down with this China balloon situation. Ooh, let's make something up about Trump. We didn't get caught with our pants down, dude. The news no, Biden just, did, did, dude. Biden, no, he didn't because stupid. they watched it take off. What I'm saying is they, he looked dude, stupid to the American see, public and he did, did not look like a leader. Did you see the news the other day that they watched it take off? No. That was I one of my first questions was like, for- we have satellite technology that should be able to track this thing. And we like, it didn't pop up on our radar until some dude saw it in Montana. Oh, wait, no, turns out it actually had popped up on our radar when it was over the Aleutian Islands. No, turns out they watched it leave the facility in China. That's crazy. They watched it the whole way, dude. It's a psyop, period. Some people think the only reason that they ever acknowledged it and then therefore shot it down was because it was spotted. Over Montana, I don't buy that for a second, dude. I think they let that happen to create a massive distraction, uh, primarily from which we didn't make these connect these dots the other day when we were talking about all the things they're trying to distract us from. I think the biggest thing that week they were trying to distract us from is the article about the Nord Stream pipeline being blown up. Yeah. Which, by the way, did you happen to mention that to your brother? I would love to see. No, no, no. Yeah, that'd be a good one. I did. uh, I did interview a guy for my other show named trevor thompson navy seal who 
I asked about like the underwater explosives and stuff. And he said, yeah, that's exactly what we were trained to do. And, but the, the SEALs didn't even do that. Right. Because like we talked about, that, that would have left the paper trail. Right. And so they just went, I think they just had Marines, just uh, regular Marines. I think they that. were Navy divers. Navy divers. Yeah. 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 I don't know if um, the Marines have any divers, but the Navy has like, you know, a huge diving, whatever you would call it, you know. Yeah. Group that are not quite SEALs, but that they're still like badass specialists, right? Remember that one? There was a movie that had uh, De Niro, De Niro, and a younger guy. De Niro was the uh, uh, Master Chief, right? Mm. It was a di- it was a show about diving, like during World War II era. They were wearing these giant brass helmets, and that's what it was all about. I vaguely remember. Yeah, it was a pretty good flick. Yeah. Um. So here's something totally unrelated to any of this, except for the the sissified world that we live in. Spain, Spain became the first country to grant menstrual leave to women. So if you're on your period, you don't have to go to work. So you cut the quick math. Okay, let's just say 50% of the workforce in that you know demographic. Age demographic is female. And then you just cut that by one fourth every month. We're bleeding out. Can't go to work. So that's 12.5% of the workforce that you've just eliminated because we have cramps. Sorry, ladies. I do feel for you. I never would want that pain. I wouldn't want to have a child either. I don't envy your situation. Uh, but what do you think? What are your thoughts? You think that this is a good thing? I'm going to say something that'll probably be among the more controversial takes that I've had. Um, and I'm, I'm asking for grace from any ladies that listen to this, especially my wife and uh, my children, if they ever do, since they're all girls. <laughs> let me ask you, you act like it's just, it's just cramps and, and the bleeding part, right? They're also cr- a little bit crazy. Are they? Yeah. I, mean, I was going to ask, does your wife ever seem a little bit? No, she's a never been on the. I've unbalanced a little bit. Uh, dated uh, girls that were more, but unhinged? no, Aaron's never. Uh, I don't like. There's times where I'm like, "Wow, you're th- that was kind of bitchy," but uh, no, I don't. I don't like. We don't. It's not like uh, pins and, it's not pins and needles in this house when that happens. Okay, that's cool. Uh, good for you. Um, some women lose their minds mm-hmm. for two or three days. Um, my says is it the, the menstruation part? <laughs> it's that whole premenstrual syndrome thing. Um, you still there? I'm getting a note. Mm-hmm. It's unstable. Yeah, like two or three days beforehand, we might have a day where there's just no reasoning. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, like, and, and there's no walking on pins and needles because it comes out of nowhere. It's just like, all of a sudden, and thankfully my wife is, is reasonable enough, 20, whatever, two or three days out of the month to acknowledge that this is the case. Like the bear trap is well hidden and it snaps instantly. And I find myself (laughs) already too far into an argument that can never be resolved. Yeah. What I'm saying is, um, that might be one of the most, uh, uh, if you really break it down, one of the most like um, one of the least feminist, most patriarchal laws we've heard come out of any society in 50 years, let alone a, you know, like, I don't know how progressive Spain is, actually. Um, well, they're, uh, they're, they're setting the tone for this one. Yeah, I don't think it's well, I'm saying I don't think it's progressive. I think it's actually very. Yeah, old school sort of patriarchal to say, y'all just stay home until you work the crazy out. But what, a, dude? I mean, love you, ladies. Worms that it opens up. Like you could have women who have a what is it? I IUDs, or you could have women who aren't even on their period. How do you how do you prove that you're on your period? Well, you're acting like a real bitch. Maybe you should take the week off. No, I mean, I don't think this. I don't. I don't think it's gonna work. Seems ridiculous to be frank. And I, and again, I feel for them and I don't ever, 
I'm glad I was born, born a man. I am. Seems like the potential benefits outweigh the risks to me. <laughs> but here's the other thing. Uh, companies now have, they're losing, like we said, 12%, 12.5% of their workforce in that age demographic. And uh, these are people like Don Lemon said that are in their prime. <laughs> so I don't like, there has to be, they're going to have to offset the cost of that. Now they're paying for literally 25% of the, of their employees working life. They're now just giving them a free week off. I'll so just go that? full blown chauvinist and say, maybe they should stay home and raise kids. How about that? Oh man, no. I, well, I mean, mine has done for fourteen years. Although she's starting her own business now, and uh, I'm glad about it, and more power to her. But um, we, you know, have Is lots she, of friends. Oh, there's Ashley right there bringing you a sandwich. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> Made me a lot of sandwiches. Uh, I don't need a lot of sandwiches anymore. <clears throat> um, obviously, I'm kidding about that. But have you, so there's this whole conspiracy theory and i will call this one like a legit theory not like that it's legitimately how it went down like it's a i think appropriately called a conspiracy theory unlike how most conspiracy theories are just actually conspiracies <clears throat> which was basically like that the globalist world order going back to like post-world war ii you know sort of drove the cost of life up to a point where while simultaneously promoting feminism and the need to get women out of the, out of the home and, you know, liberate them, quote unquote. So they were, there was a full blown effort to promote women getting out of the home, uh, the sexual revolution and all that stuff, right? Simultaneous to like taxes and the cost of goods going skyrocketing where for the average American family, it's not possible for the wife to stay home anymore. And they're the point of those who have beholden to this particular conspiracy theory is that they're, all you know it was driven by this marxist global cabal that wants to separate the family so that they can attack your kids the only question in all that to me is like was that a plan or was that a beneficial outcome to how the like things played out but that definitely mm -hmm. is what has happened right is that american families globally world families have been torn apart and somebody else raises everybody's kids now whether that's you know a teacher in a preschool or a babysitter or your first grade teacher, right? Like the majority of instruction, grooming, right? Raising of children is being done by somebody who's not the parent of that child. And that's not a good thing. I mean, it wouldn't work for our family. Like Aaron has a very, a great career. Sure. And, I know. I'm not sitting modern here saying technology. This. You know what modern technology has done is allowed me to work from home where that wasn't really feasible. Um, 20 years ago. I'm yeah. not saying that solution. Uh, I mean, no, I'm just saying like, I'm in a good place, like, or, because I pick the kids up from school and I take them to school and it, it works right. because, because, but, it, you know, because it allows a lot of people to work out of the home. And then other than the time at school, then you don't have other people raising your kids. There was an older couple over last night. Um, that's part of our church life group that mentioned that when they were younger and were raising their kids, they had to work opposite shifts. Like one of them had to work a night shift and one of, the had, one, one of them had to work a day shift to make ends meet, but also make sure there was a parent around for the kids, right? Which basically meant they were, they like were ships passing in the night, right? Yes, it works really well for your family. Your wife's extremely credentialed and makes a really good living and you get to go hunting and fishing and run the kids back and forth when you're not hunting and fishing. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's very um, dismissive. There's no way <clears throat> for me. <laughs> I'm not saying that every woman should stay home. Your situation is beautiful because, yeah, there is a parent to take care of the kids the majority of the time, at least getting, you know, being there to pick them up from school and all that. I'm just saying a more perfect world would be one where there weren't pressures on, like, you don't have to go back very far, right? Where sort of, you know, the middle class family in America could run the household on one income. And mm -hmm. for a lot of people these days, that's just not possible without massive sacrifices. And the other thing is that we've been groomed 
as a society to not be willing to make those sacrifices, right? Yeah. We got to have both incomes because whatever, we got to be able to go on vacation, you know, have a bigger house and blah, 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 blah. Two car payments, and $300 cell phone bill. Isn't it crazy how much a cell phone bill costs? Yeah. Everything. Everything. Yeah. Uh, oh, so uh, my my brother uh, also, we, we went out to dinner before the concert, my whole family. And I was like, goodness gracious, I was like a hamburger at this place is $15. And he's like, well, like he lives in Dallas. And he was like, this same hamburger is like $20 in Dallas. Just like the price is just like, I'm like $20 for a freaking hamburger. No, crazy. No. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else on Ukraine where your president currently is? It just continues to be an epic crock. Do you think no. that, that the end is near? Because for, from some news I was watching, listening to consuming, uh, like Ukraine is like out of ammunition. Yeah. Out of ammunition. So no, I, and and there's some more subtle stuff to it than that. This is again where I would refer anybody who listens to us to also listen to No Agenda. Of course, you listen to us because you get in, you know, you get the highlights in about an hour where it takes, you know, six hours a week to keep up with No Agenda. Right. <laughs> but they 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 scour the globe for news on this topic, and they they've got all these clips over the last month or so where U.S. leaders, you know, British leaders, on and on and on, uh, the EU leadership, they're starting to indicate that it's about time to wrap this thing up. Um, even before this recent poll came out last week that showed that now less than half of Americans actually support the Ukraine effort, um, only like 19% of the those polled think that Biden can handle it. Here's Mitch McConnell at the State of the Union address, uh, wearing a blue and yellow tie. Oh, he went on. Oh, he went on with um, a pole smoker. He went on the with the uh, Dana Perino from Fox, who I've explained before is definitely a spook, right? Because she mm -hmm. worked for uh, Bush and you know has all the credentials of a nice CIA communications expert, right? <clears throat> she went on with Perino last week. He went on with Perino last week, McConnell. And she teed it up and he was like, I'm going to explain to the American people that this is the most important thing in the world right now. Oh, yeah. It's the most important thing in the whole world right now. Military industrial only, like, complex. Let me tell you why it's important. And so he starts explaining, if anything, their mistake has been Biden didn't provide enough support fast enough. And you hear Perino go, exactly. Like this warmongering CIA, you know, shill that she is. She just like, exactly. Just like egging it on. Like, yeah, more bombs, more you know, why didn't we send the F-22s over nine months ago and just start, dude, they're, they're all such bad people, man. Yeah. There was an art, there was an interview that, that, um, no agenda had on a couple weeks back where, um, the lady from MSNBC, um, uh, the bold egg chick, what's her name? Um, with the flat top. Oh, Maddow? Right, Rachel Maddow. Yeah. <laughs> she was doing an interview with somebody. Uh, she was being interviewed where she was talking about this. And she said something when asked about like about uh, the, the, the potential and maybe even the need for some peace talks. Mm -hmm. She flippantly said something about like just to save a few lives. Like, why would we cow to, to Putin just to save a few lives? It was like, okay, <laughs> where your priorities lie. <laughs> You know, it was so bad, dude. I wish I had it teed up. It was so. Yeah. I did listen to uh, maybe like the first hour of one of No Agenda's shows last week, and Adam was pointing out like how Germany had really strong armed the EU in recent times. Like they were the leader. Yeah, they basically owned it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so this has really weakened their grasp on control because they were, you know, controlling the energy essentially. Um, which I guess the Nord Stream pipeline controlling thing, the uh, currency, everything they yeah. were, they basically did the, their percentage Germany's contribution to the European mm. union's gross domestic product, I think was like 40%. Like mm. one country was, was almost half of all the production, right? They were the wealthiest, they were in charge and you go back to the creation of the UN, right? 
keeping Germany at bay and the Soviet Union at bay were big goals of the UN to begin with, right? So yeah, absolutely. Like basically the old British empire, meaning the Brits, us and Canada were like, oh, we got to put Germany back in their place. So we're going to blow their pipeline up. That's providing all their gas, which brings them to heel. I mean, dude, just a few weeks ago, they were trying to refuse to send their Panther tanks to Ukraine and Biden had to strong arm them into that, which funnily enough, no tanks have arrived yet. Mm -hmm. Right? Like they said, then you'll get your tanks next year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did see though that Russia is acquiring all of our technology, all of our weapons, ammunition that we left in Afghanistan because the Afghans aren't using them. They're like, yeah, it's yeah, all. We'll I mean, that's you. the thing too. Is it like we're spending the money? Uh, since you brought up Rachel Maddow, here's a funny clip. <laughs> not really related, but we were talking about women staying home. Uh, not that I'm. My wife doesn't do that. I'm not. Uh, Chis that was Chisholm that said every women quit your jobs and raise the family, not me. Uh, but uh, Ashley's so, in the room now, by the way. She so she heard that she was not when I said it initially. It's not exactly what I said either. It's not fair. Here's Rachel Maddow talking about women. Make 77 cents on the dollar for what men make. So if exactly. women don't make less than men? Actually, if you start looking at the numbers, Rachel, uh, there are lots of reasons for that. Wait, wait, no, wait. Well, don't tell me the reasons. Don't tell me the reasons. Do women make less than men for the same work? No, because well, well, for example, men work, men work an average of forty-four hours a week. Women work forty-one hours a week. Men go into professions like engineering, science, and math that earn more. Women want more flexibility. Listen, this is math is hard. No, no, no. Yes, it is. Exactly. I wish you were as right about what you're saying as you are passionate about it. I really do. <laughs> Who is that? Who is uh, the guy? I I don't know. I, I just thought it was funny. I saved it on the on the phone just because I was like, wow. Look at her meltdown yeah. when he actually is like, well, actually, there's other, uh, uh, you know, a lot other of factors that yeah. come into play here. Men so, go no. do jobs like snow crabbing in the uh, North Sea where they almost they almost die every time or where the hell. You shut stuff. your mouth. That doesn't fit my narrative. Shut right. up. <clears throat> this is my show. Shut up. I loved it when he said, I wish you were as right as you are passionate. <laughs> that should be like the uh, we, that needs to go on a T-shirt. And Yeah. What was that thing we said the other day? The definition of woke that I'd heard off whatever show that was was like was was um basically favoring emotions over facts yes like that's exactly what he just said to her is like i wish you were as right as you were passionate yeah yeah uh i only have one other one other note here i'm not sure if you have anything but we'll, we'll end with this uh so do you did you have anything else you wanted to bring to the table uh i wanted to do that bible passage breakdown that i had sent you the other day okay that can be short I'll let you do that, and then we'll end with some tranny stuff. No, how about we end it with the Bible? Let's leave it on that note. Talk about your tranny <laughs> stuff first. Uh, so there's can't a, bring you know, up some Bible talk and then erase it with, yeah, ending on some tranny. Although this passage is probably about as disturbing and probably has some prophecy about tranny stuff. To be honest, does with anyone you. listening get offended when I say tranny? To this show, yeah, no way. Ashley's back there commenting on it. But what did she say? Yeah, she says probably, and I said no way. Yeah, but nobody, nobody that listens to this show, we're a light in the world. The 180 some odd that listened last week did not do not care if we use the word training. This is her second time co-hosting in a row. <laughs> You're in my space. <laughs> she wasn't All right, caring, here. So. It is so uh, California. YMCA, which is the Young Men's Christian Association, historically speaking, was turned into a gay thing in the 70s by, uh, what was that band? The uh, Village People. The Village People. But uh, yeah, so apparently a California YMCA. Oh, of course, California. They are letting dudes, I'm sorry, transgender woman, uh, but guys with penises change in the locker room of YMCA. And the hilarity of this commentary, this was on Fox People with Dude. penises, sir. Yes. Um, this is just comical because of who's commentating and how Fox News has brought Caitlyn Jenner in as a uh, voice of reason. As we showed you 
first on last night's show, a suburban San Diego YMCA is under fire and taking heat from protesters over its transgender locker room policy and how it handled the case of a naked man who identifies as trans seen in the shower by a 17-year-old girl. Now, to address the fallout from this incident, we are happy to welcome in Fox News contributor Caitlyn Jenner. So good to have you on set, Caitlyn. We're going to play some sound. These are supporters at last night's protest uh, talking about this who think that it was fine for this person to walk around the locker room, and then I'll get your response gotcha. on the other side. Watch. I had this conversation with my daughter, and if she was in the bathroom and a transgender person was in there, she has no problem whatsoever. I have a seven-year-old, and I actually um, would say that I feel um, that she's safer around the LGBTQ plus community than in church communities. Fine to have her seven-year-old. You have children. You know what this is like. I have Your lots. Thoughts. I don't know if you've heard. I have a lot of children. <laughs> I've heard that. Yes. yes, I've heard that. A lot of grandchildren. No. Now. But I'm out to protect my children. Um, obviously, I disagree with what they have to say. <laughs> Let me read a passage from First Timothy. <clears throat> He's got nothing. He's like, we beat this trans thing. No, I got, I got this. I got this. First Timothy chapter four, verse one. <laughs> the Spirit clearly says that in later times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. They forbid people to marry and order them to abstain from certain foods, which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and who know the truth. For everything God created is good and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving because it is consecrated by the word of God and prayer. Um, that first part sure feels somewhat on point. Mm-hmm. That some will abandon the faith. Didn't the lady there say that her kids are safer with uh, LGBTQ folks than people who go to church? Yes, that was what point I wanted to. Hit some on, will so. abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Um, to your point, when Caitlyn Jenner is the voice of reason on LGBTQ grooming, I think we're being deceived by evil spirits and being taught by demons. Um, I really liked the number three, the verse three there though, about they forbid people to marry. There's definitely an attack on marriage, right? Yeah. Or at least anything close to a traditional definition of the term Uh, and order them to abstain from certain foods. It's like vegans and then the, Globalists that want us to eat bugs because we can't yeah. eat beef. They can't. Anyway, you can't. a lot there. You can't. I'm not supposed to. I eat beef two nights in a row. So you're right. I can. <clears throat> anyway, I sent you that the other day. What did you yeah. think about it? It's kind of scary. Scary yeah, I, how I, on point it was. Especially after that clip. Yeah, it really was a beautiful segue. The only thing we missed this week was some like vegan talk or bug eating talk because that was the second half of that. Yeah, I should have gotten to some good old fashioned animal rights people because that's what veganism is. It comes from it doesn't they know that it's not healthy for them. It's it has nothing to do with that. It's all about we love animals more than we love humans and we have to destroy habitat so that we can grow more crops. But we love the animals. Yeah, but you're destroying habitat. No, but we love the animals. It's for the animals. You kill, you commit genocide against rats and bugs and bunnies and yeah. Maybe the Buddhists are the only one that have it right. They don't. They don't kill anything. Supposedly, like I, if there was a monk and there was like a rattlesnake and it was trying to bite him, you think he'd like let it happen? Probably not. I don't understand. Like, what do they eat? They eat vegetables, right? Hmm? I guess. I I don't know. I don't. I'd have to talk to a Buddhist monk. I don't know. More on that later. <laughs> My point is, they eat something that's living, presumably, or that was, unless they only eat like seeds, which even that you're robbing future life. So mm. it's a weird mental space to be in. I'm glad I'm not in there. Uh, have you, how's the brave new world coming for you? I'm about to go on a trip. I'll have some travel time where I'm going to 
I have not best. listened to it since uh, you bought the book, to be honest. So Listen, we need to no, make a you deadline. have to read it so you can I'm take still... notes. Audiobooks are junk when you're trying to actually like have something to talk about. They're, they're junk. You can't take notes. Okay, well, let's put a deadline on it, and I'll I'll get finished. Do I'm I need to send you a copy, or are you started. still doing an audiobook? I have both. I tried to do the clips, save them like uh, you can, like on uh, what is the what is the one that I use? I have a monthly Audible. I have like a monthly subscription, which I waste money on. But then if you cancel your subscription, you lose all of your credits. <laughs> but I can't do a proper review in the audio format. Call me old school. Old school. Mm -hmm. That's right. Get off my lawn. Uh, okay. Well. I guess that's going to do it for episode 116 of Justified Pursuit. Thank you guys for tuning in. For Chisholm Cook, I'm Cable Smith, and we will see you guys next time. Wait, wait, wait. Mm. Oh, never mind. <laughs>